Hi there. Have you ever wondered why your doctor and other health professionals are focused on BMI, also known as body mass index? You might be surprised to learn that relying too much on BMI as a health measure could be a mistake. Let's explore this today and let's explore what other measures might be a better guide to your good health. As ever, an interesting topic that concerns all of us to listen to while sharpening your English listening skills and soaking in some British English. Don't forget this is an English lesson. It just may not feel like it because the subject matter is interesting, but it'll help your English nonetheless and listen to this podcast a number of times so that you can learn the vocabulary. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. Don't forget, if you enjoy Adept English's free services like our podcasts, you can still support and help us to continue producing podcasts and courses by subscribing to our channel on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can support us by giving us comments and positive feedback and by liking or giving the thumbs up to our episodes. And one of the ways that you can help us most, buying our courses, of course, but also by sharing our podcast with other people on Spotify. All of this helps Adept English grow and continue and it's motivating for us too. So thank you in advance for doing those things. So today, BMI. In English again, body mass index. Basically, it's a measure of your weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, that is how heavy you are, and your height, that's H-E-I-G-H-T. And that one means how tall you are. Weight and height in English. Let's just pause a minute to appreciate the challenge, the quirks the inconsistency in English pronunciation here. Why aren't those two words pronounced in the same way? I don't know, but they're not. It's weight and height. So worth learning in its own right. Anyway, to calculate your BMI, you divide your weight in kilograms by your height in meters squared. For example, and this is taken from the NHS website, there's a link in the transcript, if you weigh around 70 kilograms, that's 11 stone, and your height is 1.73 meters, say around 5 feet 8 inches tall, then you would work your BMI out like this. So first of all, you square your height, 1.73 multiplied by 1.73 gives you 2.99. Secondly, you divide 70, your weight, by 2.99. And that here gives you 23.41. So this is your BMI displayed to one decimal place, usually. So 23.4. The NHS website tells you a BMI calculation in the healthy weight range is between 18.5 and 24.9. So 23 or more, you're at increased risk of health conditions because you're overweight. And 27.5 or more, you're at high risk 
of health conditions or you're obese, that's O-B-E-S-E. And anything under 18.5 and you're considered underweight, you don't weigh enough. So this is from the NHS website, but this measure is used all over the place. The measure was thought up in 1832, so it's quite old, by Belgian mathematician Lambert Adolf Jacques Ketelet. That's Q-U-E-T-E-L-E-T if you want to look him up. And he used it to chart the average Western European man's physical characteristics. 1832. It's not based on modern science. Straight away, one of the problems is it's also based on Western European men. What about women who naturally have greater body fat? What about people of different ethnicities? People of different ethnicities have different healthy BMI measurements. So for Asians, it's better to have a lower BMI. Whereas if your ethnicity is Polynesian, apparently a higher BMI is better for you. So this one size fits all health measure used all over the place doesn't really work and it's time to change. Another of the reasons that BMI is not a good measure, weighing yourself doesn't differentiate, doesn't see a difference, in other words, between weight that's down to body fat, F-A-T, and weight that's down to muscle, that's M-U-S-C-L-E. So your percentage body fat is a much more important measure. But it's not just this, it's the distribution that's D-I-S-T-R-I-B-U-T-I-O-N, the distribution of this body fat. Distribution in this context means where in your body the fat is located. Of course, we're most conscious of the body fat, which is just below our skin. That's the stuff we can pinch. We speak in English of being able to pinch an inch. But actually, this fat is one of the least damaging types of body fat distribution. It's the fat which wraps itself around our major organs that's much more concerning. And you can look thin on the outside, but still have this damaging body fat inside and be unaware of it. There's a phrase we use in English for people like this. We call them toffees. That's T-O-F-I which stands for thin on the outside and fat on the inside. Toffees might look quite slim, but they can still be suffering from diseases like diabetes and fatty liver disease because they're fat on the inside. And there's another example. One of the most damaging places to accumulate fat is in your liver. That's L-I-V-E-R. You only need an extra pound or so of fat around your liver for it to start badly affecting your health. But of course, this pound of fat isn't going to show up on the scales. It's not going to be something that you notice when you weigh yourself. And it's not something that a BMI measure will pick up. Are you curious about better ways to measure your health? What if I told you that a simple tape measure could give more insight than the BMI chart? A tape measure? T-A-P-E-M-E-A-S-U-R-E -E -E, is like a ruler, but it's made of soft material so that you can measure around your body with it. Using a tape measure, you can find your waist to hip ratio. 
It's easy to measure and it tells you a lot about where you're storing body fat. To do this, take the measurement around your waist, that's W-A-I-S-T, and it means the circumference of the middle of your body, your thinnest part in other words. Or at least it should be your thinnest part if you have a good shape. You then take another measurement of your hips, that's H-I-P-S, and this means the wider part lower down. And ratio, R-A-T-I-O, well, that's a mathematical term, meaning one measure, here waist measurement, divided by another measure, here hip measurement. The idea is that your hip measurement around your bottom is wider, so that if you score under 0.8, that's good. And over 0.8, not so good. And over 1, really not good. So it's well known that people who accumulate fat around the waist are much worse off health-wise than those people who are wider around the bottom. Good news for many women, I guess. Healthy women are what we call pear-shaped or shaped like the fruit, a pear, P-E-A-R. There's a photograph in the link that I've attached which illustrates this common difference between unhealthy and healthy body shapes. What other measures are there of your health and likelihood of disease? Well, as I discussed in podcast 605 at the start of the year, although I love the NHS, I found the current NHS way of measuring cholesterol, that's C-H-O-L-E-S-T-E-R-O-L, doesn't seem to me to be satisfactory. And the NHS advice given about cholesterol also seems out of date and misleading. The standard NHS cholesterol test doesn't include an important measure, triglycerides, a type of fat found in your blood and spelt T-R-I-G-L-Y-C-E-R-I-D-E-S. Triglycerides accumulate in your blood when you eat more carbohydrate calories than you use. And triglycerides are specifically damaging to the health of your heart. Triglycerides is believed to be a better measure of cholesterol than the ones currently used in many places. Another good measure of your overall health is your blood pressure or BP. This the NHS do measure, but they tell you that anything up to 140 over 90 is okay especially if that reading is taken in the doctor's surgery. Actually, there is evidence that keeping your blood pressure much lower than this is better. Many health system measures around the world consider anything above 120 to be elevated, raised and therefore to be of concern. This seems sensible. And there's evidence again that lowering your carbohydrate consumption will help your blood pressure. So you may be able to do something about this without necessarily taking medication. The NHS do do blood glucose tests, but as discussed in my previous podcast on continuous glucose monitoring, that's 665 and 652, doing a one-off snapshot of your blood sugar level in the doctor's surgery is pretty meaningless, especially if they don't ask when you last ate. Instead, buying and using a CGM is a better check on your blood glucose levels. It gives you much more information about what's going on. Other measures which are important, your heart rate. How many beats a minute your heart does? 
This is a measure that these days is fairly easily available. You can get it on your exercise wristband. Your Me Fit, your Garmin or your Fitbit will tell you this. Whatever fitness tracking device you use. Another important measure, assessing your stress level. Stress hormones, if constantly being released, can do you damage both physically and mentally. Sometimes people know when they're stressed. Sometimes your body will indicate in its own particular way. If I'm stressed, I get eczema or maybe even a cold sore. But the other way that I know I'm under stress, it affects my sleep. I'll notice that if I'm stressed, I get less REM or REM sleep. Stress can be triggered by all kinds of things. It's very individual and quite hard to quantify. That measure of our general health is better left to each one of us to learn how to monitor ourselves, to learn the signs that our bodies are telling us that we're under stress. You'll be doing yourself a big favour health-wise if you learn that. Well, I hope this podcast has made you think about your health and has made you question BMI as a health measure. And let us know what you think of this podcast. We really love to hear your comments. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.